Welcome to Marksman, a podcast for men who've been marked by Christ and who are aiming their lives at Christ likeness. I'm Mark Spellman, your host. I want to welcome you to the podcast, welcome you to the conversation today, and let me say Happy New Year. I know we're well into January, but this is our first Marksman podcast for the new year, 2024. So I hope your year's off to a great start. If you're facing any challenges here in the new year, then this is the podcast you want to be tuned into as well, because we're going to have encouragement. We're going to have wisdom and strength that we receive from the scripture and a passage of scripture God gave me at the end of last year to prepare us for 2024. And so I'm excited to share that with you today. And as men, not only leading our own lives, leading our own heart, but we're leading families, we're leading in our business, vocation, calling, ministry, all that we're doing, hobbies, you know, you might be in a hobby group with a group of other men. Well, we need to be leaders there too. We need to shine for Jesus Christ, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing. So we are, we're called to lead no matter where we are. But I want you to go to Acts chapter 20 and join me in a passage of scripture God gave me for 2024, and it's Acts chapter 20, and it's verses 20 through 24. How cool is that? Well, it's beyond cool. It's the word of the Lord, and that's, you're going to see there's so much help for us, and I believe preparation for us as we lead not only ourselves, but our families in this new year, 2024. And of course, Marksman, the, the foundational text from Marksman, it's from the life of Paul and the writings of Paul to the Philippian believers in Philippians chapter 3, where Paul talks about, I might not have attained, but I'm going to keep pressing on, and I'm going to press towards the mark, toward the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And so with Paul giving us that text, and by the revelation of the Holy Spirit, he wrote those things down, not just for the Philippian believers, but for the believers in 2024. And so we're going to take also from the life of Paul some words that he says to people that he said later in his conversation that he would probably not see them again. These were the elders who he invited to come from the region of Ephesus. He was passing through on his way to Jerusalem, but he wanted to greet them. He wanted to speak to them because I think he wanted to impart some things to them. And if you read the entire chapter, uh, beginning in verse 17 through the end of the chapter, you'll see that this was kind of Paul's farewell to them. But we're just going to be grabbing these few verses, verses 20 through 24, to capture some things that the Lord said to me would be an anchor passage for 2024. Those were the words he used. These will be an anchor passage for 2024. Those words alone tell us something, that we're going to need to be anchored in 2024. We're going to need to be stable, fixed, settled, established, anchored in 2024. And of course, that just means there's going to be some wind blowing. You know, there's going to be a swirl. There's going to be things going on that might cause us, if we don't anchor our lives, to drift. 
I don't know about any of you, but when I grew up, I did a lot of fishing. Wish I did more fishing in my adult life, but I haven't done much. But man, growing up, any weekend, any evening, go down to the lake, throw a line in the water. Uh, later on, my brother got a little John boat, and man, I'd get in that John boat with a little trolley motor and go over to some of my favorite fishing spots. You know, but the funny thing was, you don't realize, especially on a calm, uh, still lake, you may not realize if you don't anchor the boat, I mean, you're just kind of working the shore, throwing your line, but you don't realize if you don't pay attention, you will slowly drift. And that's on a completely still, calm, no visible current to the lake, you will still drift. How much more do we have to be aware of drifting when there's an opposing wind and, and current and winds blowing? And Jesus said in Matthew chapter 7, he didn't say if the winds blow or if the storm comes. He said, no, the wise man and the foolish man both build a house. And he said, when the storm comes, when the wind blows and beat upon that house. He didn't say if. He said, when? So again, it's not a matter of if something's going to blow and try to push us off course. It's a matter of knowing that that wind is going to come. There's going to come an opposition from life. There's going to come an opposition from forces that are working against Christ and Christ in you and Christ in me, Christ in his church and his body and family. It's the spirit of antichrist and it will oppose us. That isn't a, a prophecy that you know, I'm projecting. That's what Scripture tells us, what Jesus told us. And so again, when he said this will be an anchor passage for 2024, men, I want you to take hold of that. I want you to join me. I want you to study it. I want you to pray into it. I want you to let God speak to you further about what this means for you and I. But let's just kind of jump into it a little bit here today and uh We'll just get started. How's that sound? Again, I hope you're enjoying the podcast. You know, if you've never shared the podcast, man, copy, paste, share this link, whether you're watching it on a video from YouTube or whether you're listening just to an audio version off Spotify or whatever your favorite platform is. I hope you'll share this with your buddies, share it with your guy friends, and let's get more guys in the conversation, more guys sitting around the table hanging out in the garage, whatever you want to say, hanging out in the backyard. Let's get more guys involved in marksmen because together we draw strength from each other and together we want to aim our lives at Christ's likeness. So verse 20, Paul says this as he's giving these parting words, we might say these final words to the elders of Ephesus. He said, I kept nothing back from you that was profitable. And I want to make that commitment to you men on this podcast. Yes, I want to encourage you. Yes, I want to cheer you on. But do you know what? I also want to hold nothing back that's going to be profitable to you. And I found out in my own life, sometimes the thing that I need to profit and benefit, sometimes I need correction. Sometimes I need to be confronted. And that's what the word of God does for all of us men it not only admonishes us, encourages us, cheers us on, but it also confronts us and it brings correction and it brings reproof to our lives. And so we want to open our lives up and our hearts to the word of God 
to receive all that we need to benefit and to profit and to improve and grow. And that was what Paul said. He said, I held nothing back that was going to benefit you and cause you to grow. And that's my commitment, men, to you on this podcast, Marksman. He goes on to say in verse 20, I kept nothing back that was profitable. I have shown you and I've taught you publicly and house to house. So it's important that we receive public ministry, public teaching under the anointing of a pastor, other fivefold ministry gifts that are public speaking gifts to the body of Christ that Jesus said, I have given these gifts to edify the body of Christ, to mature the body of Christ. We need to be in public assemblies and we need to lead in that way with our families, with our marriage, in every way that we can influence. We need to influence people to be a part of a public work, a public gathering, a a local work, a local assembly. Uh, under the leadership of an anointed, called-of-God pastor for that region, for that city. He said, I taught you publicly and from house to house. That's another important dynamic of what happens privately, smaller groups. You know, it doesn't have to maybe always be a part of what your, your local church is doing, but just a group of friends, local, neighborhood kind of thing. You know, what is happening conversationally, biblically, spiritually in our homes is so very important. And Paul said, I taught you both ways. I taught you publicly, but I also taught you house to house. He goes on to say, I testified to both Jews and Greeks two things, repentance toward God and faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ repentance towards God, and faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ. And those are two very important things, men, that we need to know. We need to know what it means to repent, to repent. And what does it look like to have faith toward, faith in the Lord Jesus Christ? Those two things, Paul said, I taught you publicly. I taught you house to house. Two things, faith toward Jesus Christ, and repentance toward God. Let me just say something real quickly about repentance. Repentance is not just remorse. Repentance is not just regret. Those feelings will be there. When we mess up, when we hurt people, when we let people down, uh, we let ourselves down, those feelings will be there. Regret, remorse, um, all those sorrow, sadness, Um, And there is a godly sorrow. And when we have the conviction of the Holy Spirit working in our lives, those things will be there. But they're not there to just push us down. They're not just there to make us feel like a failure. No, repentance, let me break the word down, repent. Repent. Now the word pent, you know, if you've ever been at the top of a high-rise building you know, sometimes it'll even say on the marquee, the penthouse, the penthouse, that's the house on the top, that's the top floor. So to repent is literally to go back to the top. I want you to hear that, men, go back to the top. And so when we repent, we're going back up. 
In other words, we fail to make the decision we made. We fail to make the choice that we made. But to repent is to go back to the top, and that's going to require faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and what his life did to pay the price for our sin, the sin that we just committed, the thing that we just did that our heart's convicting us, Holy Spirit's convicting us. We need to own it. We need to be responsible. We need to confess it. If it involved people, we need to apologize to them, confess it to them. Honesty is is what clears the heart, keeps the conscience clear. But it's ultimately, we need to then go back to the top and walk in our God-given and gifted righteousness. Not a righteousness we earned, because if we earned it, we just disqualified ourselves by what we just did. But if it's a free gift, offered by Jesus Christ, that's why repentance towards God, it's like the prodigal son coming home. He said, Father, I've sinned against God and I've sinned against you. That's repentance. But what did the father do? He brought him back to the top. He put the robe on him. He put the ring on him. He put sandals back on his feet. So we see the full image of repentance in that story in Luke 15. And this is what Paul said, I taught you. I taught you publicly. I taught you privately. Repentance towards God and faith toward the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's, Let's go on real quick here. And now, behold, Paul writing in verse 22, I go bound in the Spirit unto Jerusalem, not knowing the things that will befall me there. I want to just touch that phrase, bound in the Spirit to Jerusalem. See, this was what he knew to be God's will for his life, God's plan for his life. And so this phrase, bound in the Spirit, not knowing the things that will befall me, verse 23 says, except the Holy Spirit has witnessed to me that in every city saying this, bonds and affliction will await me. So here he is going in the will of God, the plan of God. Holy Spirit has witnessed to him. You're going to be opposed. You're going to be resisted. You're not going to be well received in every situation. And so that right there throws away the old common thing you hear sometimes, go where you're celebrated. Telling you what, if you just go where you're celebrated, number one, Jesus doesn't come because Jesus was not well received. The Bible says in John 1, he came to his own and his own received him not. So this whole idea of just going where you're celebrated will not empower you to fulfill God's plan for your life. Because sometimes to do God's plan, to do God's will, we got to be willing to go even when we're not received, even when we're not welcomed, even when we're not celebrated. And Paul, he had both revival and riot everywhere he went. Praise God for the revival. Praise God for the revival. But don't dismiss, he also had riot. He also had opposition. There was literally a messenger of Satan writing to the Corinthians. He said, this thorn in the flesh, a messenger of Satan sent to buffet me. And what was that? It was a band of Jews that followed him from city to city to city, stirring up trouble, stirring up opposition to resist him, to oppose him, to stop him. And yet he's doing the will of God. Hopefully you're being encouraged by this. 
realizing, like me, like you, when we do the will of God, it does not mean it's always just going to be smooth and easy. And a lot of times we might say, oh, look at this this great opportunity. It's just all set up. It's all laid out. How many besides me have walked through some doors where, man, it just looked amazing. It was so set up. It was like, man, it was just waiting on you. And you walk through that door, you get through there a week, a a month, or even a year, and you find out, you know what? I don't know if that was God. In fact, I think I missed God. And yet in the very beginning, everything looked so beautiful. Everything seemed so perfect. Everything seemed just just right. And all those circumstances made you think and made me think, oh, this is God. I mean, look at this. Again, we have to be willing to go by the witness of the Holy Spirit, the leading of the Holy Spirit, even in times where we're opposed, resisted, not received. Amen. And that's what Paul's saying here. Yet I go bound in my spirit even though I know opposition is waiting on me, resistance is waiting on me. Literally, his word was, bonds and affliction await me. And that's what the Holy Ghost said. That's what the Holy Spirit said. Verse 24, we'll touch on this. And this is kind of the, 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 kind of the anchor part of it. I talked about an anchor passage for 2024. Verse 24 is kind of the real guts of it. And we're going to share this, maybe touch a little bit on it, and then we'll just pick this up in our next Marksman podcast, okay? So verse 24, here's what Paul says. He's got this word from the Holy Spirit everywhere he goes. Bonds and affliction await him. And he knows he's to get to Jerusalem. And yet he says, but none of these things move me. Now that right there, men, that's a word but none of these things move me. And if we're going to remain anchored through the adversity, the challenges, the winds that blow in 2024, you say, what are you prophesying? Are you prophesying a a hard year, a difficult year? No, no. I'm saying the spirit of Antichrist is in the world. We can clearly see that. The church is growingly being resisted, increasingly being resisted. And holding on to biblical values for the home, for marriage, for family, for parenting is growing and increasingly being resisted and opposed by culture and the majority. And that's not going to diminish. The Bible says that the darkness is going to get uh, wax more gross and get more dark. And yet all the more we will shine even brighter. So when I'm talking about being anchored, I'm just saying we're going to have to be willing to make a stand in this culture that might uh, find a majority saying, well, let's do it this way. Let's be more progressive. We do not want to progress beyond the eternal scripture, the eternal word of God, the eternal ways of God. We do not want to think we can progress beyond God who knows the end from the beginning. There's no way we're going to progress beyond him. That is utter foolishness to think so. And so that's what we're contending for here on Marksman, to encourage you, strengthen you, help you lead not only your own life, 
but your family, your marriage, and those that you have influence over and with. So he said, but none of these things move me, and here's the key. This is how he could not be moved. Neither count I my life dear unto myself, so that I might finish my course with joy and the ministry I've received of the Lord Jesus to testify of the gospel of God's grace. So there's the key. This is what held Paul so steady. He said, neither count I my life dear unto myself. What does Galatians 2.20 say? He said, it is no longer I who live, but Christ now lives in me. And so we have to learn to not take things personal. That when we're opposed, it's not just in a personal opposition. The enemy is not just making a personal affront to you and I. No, he's opposing Christ and Christ in you and Christ in me. He's opposing the work of Christ, the family of God, the body of Christ. And so it's not personal to you and I. We just happen to be the one carrying the light. I've given this example I know before on Marksman, but it fits right here, and we'll close with this. But when I played football in high school, junior high, on the offense, I had positions like wide receiver, swing back, slot back, uh, running back, fullback, tailback, all that. But what that means is many times I was carrying the ball. And you know what? As soon as I got that ball, if it was my play and I, I got the ball, I became the most popular man on that field. Not only were all my guys trying to block for me, but everyone else on that defensive side of the ball, every one of them were coming after me. But they weren't coming after 48. Yeah, that was my number. Yeah, I was carrying the jersey, but what I was really carrying was the ball. So they weren't after 48. They were after stopping the ball. They didn't want the forward progress of that ball. They didn't want another yard gain. They were opposing me to stop the ball. And in the same way, you and I are opposed by the spirit of Antichrist, the spirit of the age. We're opposed by the, 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 the forces of darkness, not because it's personal against us. That's why what Paul wrote to the Corinthians, we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We can't let this become personal. We can't make it personal. We can't then uh, push back against people. We got to push back against the spirits that are working sometimes through people. But we have to make sure that we, like Paul, don't make it personal. Neither count I my life dear unto myself because I want to finish my course with joy and fulfill the ministry he's given me. And that's my prayer for you, men. I want you to finish your course, and I want you to finish it with joy, and I want you to fulfill the ministry, what God's called you to do, what you've been called by God to be and become. So to do that, I'm wanting to equip you by going through this passage like Paul, and we'll go on to some later verses next time when we come together on Marksman, and you'll see some very important words that Paul gives to the believers there and you will not want to miss it so make plans to join me again on marksman and we'll come together again around the word of god digging digging into acts chapter 20 so this is mark spellman here on marksman calling you blessed